Welcome to the Little Miss Sunshine podcast, where we discuss everything MS. Join me as I chat to other people living with a condition and see how we overcome challenges while still trying to smile. Just a little disclaimer, we are not medical professionals, so anything you hear about us discussing medication, please seek medical advice from your MS team. All our views are our own. So welcome to the Little Miss Sunshine podcast. It's lovely to see you both again. I've got Anthony and I've got Jen who writes the Tripping Through Treacle blog. And today we're really going to be looking about um, how we kind of get used to change in our kind of MS journey, I suppose. Modifying your life to live well with MS. Is that a good way of putting it, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I, I think if we kind of take it back to the beginning of our MS journey, so when we've got over the initial shock, the diagnosis, the grief, I suppose, the everything that comes with it, you kind of go on another journey of peaks and troughs of adapting and accepting things in your life. So I'm thinking about aids that might help us to live well or badge like a blue badge or something to help you park closer to places when you need it um so and can you kind of remember first kind of thing that you might have needed to help yeah no absolutely i, I remember it i can't remember trying to think the time scale it's around about three three and a half years ago something like that and i always used to walk with kind of like a stiff leg nothing major but so i could walk uh, and me and Vicky, my wife, went uh, away for a weekend in Manchester. Uh, and we had a lovely day walking fine. And then at night, I don't know how I managed it, but I tripped going up the stairs uh, into a Chinese takeaway, sorry, Chinese restaurant. Uh, and secretly, I didn't know uh, Vicky had packed a walking stick uh, in the suitcase. So when we were uh, leaving to walk from the hotel to the train station, she went, just try this. No, you don't know anyone, just give it a go. And yeah, it helped loads. It really did. And it's been by my side uh, ever since. So that was the first I, thing. Sorry to interrupt. You accept, you were happy. I was happy because I, I, I was in Manchester. So obviously I live in Stafford. So I don't know anyone. It was only me and Vicky. So uh, I was happy to try it. Yeah. I'm just uh, going to interrupt because that reminds me of a story that one of my first things was. And similarly, a walking stick. I was given it as a 30th birthday present <laughs> by a family member who was a very good, well-meaning family member. I remember almost hitting the roof, going ballistic. I did not want it. They'd bought it. They made a sparkly one. They'd made it really. I wasn't ready to accept that I needed it. it had to be on my terms I think that yeah. I, I wanted to have made that decision not had that put on me and actually I I sent it back yeah is that bad I guess it's slightly different because you know you, you were given that as a present and I presume there's more people at that point who saw you opening the present and so if it'd been frost on me like that I'd probably been the same as you, Em, to be honest. I'd been a little bit 
Why? How dare you? What do you think? Vicky had just packed it just purely, just in case. And so I didn't use the walking stick constantly. I didn't just use it and then go, right, okay, that's great. I'll start using it. I used it uh, if I had to walk uh, long distances and stuff like that. So go to work and, and what have you. I, I wouldn't use it still, but I just kind of knew it was there. Like, like the comfort blanket it is, really, I guess. Yeah. Jen, do you, did you have anything similar? Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. And I think I'm trying to remember it in terms of time. I mean, I sometimes think, oh, it was just a few years ago, but it, it actually was probably about seven years ago now, seven, seven or eight years. But I, um, I think in the last time we chatted, I was saying about how I suddenly noticed when my, when my kids were at school that I was struggling with my walking. So their school is seven minutes walk away and I was just dragging my leg more and more and more and actually so and also the other thing I noticed at the time was um, I was still working still working in the NHS and if I had a busy day I was dragging my foot and everyone was looking at me or saying are you all right is your leg all right so I actually got a referral to um, my occupational health physio through my NHS work and she said have you thought about using a crutch well she actually mentioned a walking stick and I she said or you can use a crutch which is just here and this is me being completely honest I asked for the crutch because I thought it looks a bit more I don't know I, I just it, I already knew that I looked different and like I had something wrong with my leg yeah. This kind of gave me, my, yes, my, my leg is bad. I have this crutch, you see. And yeah. actually, so for me, using it, there was a bit of a mixture. I obviously have suddenly had it around friends who maybe didn't know I had MS at the time. But for me as well, it kind of made me feel a little bit less conspicuous because I wasn't yeah. thinking around. I actually had this crutch, which showed yeah. that I had a problem with my leg. And what, yeah. what was the reaction then to, uh, so you... You turn up with a crush in front of your friends. What what was their reaction? N nothing really. I would I would say it it was it was not as bad as I thought it might be. Um, but my friends, most of my friends have known. So I was diagnosed when I was at school, although not everybody then knew that I had MS because um, it only started getting bad about seven or eight years ago. So. It was your typical, oh, what have you done to yourself if they didn't know that I had MS? Yeah. Yeah. And then I would just use, um, use, tell them usually that I thought, well, there's no point in pretending now. I kind of got to the stage where at that, you know, seven or eight years ago, I thought, well, I'm just going to tell them. Um, so, yeah, it was usually something like, what have you done to yourself? That's what, that's what people who I didn't know would say yeah. all the time. Oh, what have you done to yourself? Yeah. 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 So I didn't really mind. And my friends didn't, you know, I think if anything, I just don't think they were that bothered. I think they were more like, oh, well, at least you've got something to help you walking. And I, and I liked it because I felt more secure and like I kind of could justify why I had this odd leg that was kind of dragging in. Tripping. <laughs> so. Okay. No, I, I, think all of us can totally empathize and understand the other one's perspective um I, I I look back and actually another thing I remember not not wanting to get 
was a blue badge. Now, I remember thinking, uh, people said to me, why didn't you get a blue badge? You know, family said, you know, it's really going to help you. You can park close. At that time, in my mind, I was not disabled. I didn't need a badge. A blue badge was for elderly people or people who really struggled. And I wasn't displaying perhaps as many of those issues and I didn't need no actually now I look back and I think why did I why did I wait so long yeah I think yeah. I mean yeah I, I think the first acceptance of something is always the hardest because you, you're stubborn aren't you you're very stubborn you go I don't need help it's fine I want to carry on as best I can I don't want yeah. to get into the MS but I think once you've accepted one thing like you know the blue badge and the crutch and myself with a stick it becomes easier. I wouldn't say you still fully accept changes, but I think it just become a lot easier. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's the acceptance, isn't it? It's, yes, you, it is easier, but it's still, it's still not easy to accept the next stage, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and so you've, you started using the walking stick and, and then can you remember kind of what, I, would, I, I used it for uh, quite a while. Uh, and again, you know, I was at the beginning absolutely fine. And then I was so, starting to struggle. And I wouldn't say it's inconvenient, that's the wrong word, but I was obviously walking slower than people who I was with. So uh, to kind of just, again, Vicky, but she's very good, uh, said to me, why don't we get you in wheelchair? Why don't we have a look at wheelchair? And I went through the normal, no, I don't want to be doing that. You know, I'm far too stubborn, I'm all right. I'd rather fall over and break my arms rather than uh, be looked at into a wheelchair. And she, she, she convinced me, and we got a mobility shop uh, in town in Stafford here. We just went around to look at it. And, yeah, I tried it out, and I thought, you know what? I wasn't just thinking of myself. You've got to think of other people, you know. It's a lot of effort, you know living with someone with MS and, you know, constantly having to walk. And it would make their lives easier, for example, to and from the pub. They'll go to pub a lot with my friends. Uh, and the pub. Wheel me up, the, wheel me up the, the hill rather than me trying to take about half an hour trying to get up it. So I've accepted that. So it was easier than a walking stick. Cause like I said, I think the walking stick is your first, oh, I don't want to give in to the disease, but... Then you realise, no, you know what, you've got to live your life as best you can. And if you need aids to help and support you do that, then yeah, you should do them. Yeah. Jen, have you been through anything similar? Yeah. So in terms of the blue badge, I think I got that around the same time as I got the crutch. Um, And again, that was actually um, the thing that instigated that was actually work because as I said, I was working in a hospital and I just couldn't get parked anywhere near my work. Yeah. Um, and the only ones, there were, there were three blue badge spaces um, and I kind of pushed, actually, I, I'm, I won't talk too much about it, but I was quite proud because there were, there were actually very few blue badge spaces in the hospital and the ones that were, were like the furthest away, which yeah. kind of yeah anyway so I kind of really I got in contact with them and said look you need to be putting them closer blah 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 and they did and I got the blue badge at the same time and so it made it easier for me to access work the big thing for me I would say um 
so I kind of would move from one crutch to two crutches and then I that's how I lived for quite a long time the really big thing for me to deal with was getting a mobility scooter I would say that was my biggest yeah I was and I think it was because I could, I could definitely see what you're saying and about making it easier and I think that kind of in some ways helped me but for me it was such a yeah. massive change going from oh I've got these crutches to help me walk to suddenly I'm in a in a mobility yeah. scooter and I'd be going back and forth to taking the kids to school and I was the only parent with an yeah. age like that and, and none of us are particularly old so it's it, it I totally agree with you on the school run you're the only one and people you think people are staring don't you, you oh yeah, yeah. I yeah sorry I interrupted your story so I just you know so I just want to say I think I cared more about strangers what they thought uh, people I knew because my friends all know I've got MS and what have you uh, but in a wheelchair you know, if I went into town for example I'd worry what strangers thought more than what my friends or my family thought yeah yeah I agree. And it's, I think it's, you know, I was kind of conscious in terms of my children. Um, they were just getting to that age. My, my daughter loved it. She would like sit on my lap. Yeah, so would Ava. So She's my older daughter. now. <laughs> the time they love sitting, she loves sitting like, oh, can I go on this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think I remember my son once saying, sometimes I had my crutches and sometimes I use my wheelchair and I'm uh, sorry, mobility scooter. And he said, oh, mom, I like it better when you use the crutches than when you mm. use the mobility scooter. This is when he was about seven or eight. And I said, oh, how come? And he says, well, you're the only mom with the mobility scooter. Yeah. That's what um, and I remember feeling so lots of my friends as I said I was diagnosed at school so people might know that I had MS but I was kind of conscious that I'd gone so although they might know it, people who I kind of had acquaintances say rather than I was conscious about them more than my good friends because I was conscious yeah. about acquaintances would think you don't want, <clears throat> sorry you don't, you don't want your kids to feel embarrassed either do you no I mean Not my I say my kids, my kids are 16 and 21. And I'm still conscious, you know, if I'm walking back from the pub with my 16 year old, I just want to make sure they're not embarrassed. Right. Yeah. They're not, you know, he's brilliant, brilliant son, Harry, you know, and he doesn't care. He yeah. Doesn't care. As long as I can go out and do stuff, he doesn't care. Oh, that's good. Because my son's 14 now, my daughter's 11, and um, Mother's Day we were, I was going out. So I have a, I now have an electric wheelchair that I use when I'm out and about. Um, I use a mixture of things to be honest, but um, he, I, he was, where are we going? Anyway, he said, I'm gonna go this way. And, and instead of going through the town where lots of his friends might be, you see, he went a different yeah. way to us. And he said to me, he goes, I just, I, he, he feels bad, but I know he does kind of feel a little, I think he'd be embarrassed of me regardless of whether I had MS, <laughs> to be honest. So I think it's just like an added thing, isn't it? And, you know, not he's at, he's at secondary now and all of his friends, obviously at primary school, knew me as the mum with the mobility scooter or whatever. But it's different when you're in secondary, isn't it? And you're he's meeting all his friends who don't know me or haven't seen me before, so... Yeah, I'm in that situation as well. And yeah. Start questioning whether, you know, how, what are they saying about you at school? And anyway, that's another thing for us to kind of stress about, isn't it? Kind of, well, try not to worry about. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, so we've talked about kind of mobility aids and things that kind of help us get around and kind of, it, it does take some acceptance to be able to use those. Like what you were saying about mobility scooter. When I got my first one, I wouldn't use it in the local town. I had to go to a city about an hour away. So I knew I wouldn't see anyone I knew. Because again, I think it was more, my close friends would have been fine. It was more acquaintances that I saw and they'd be like, oh, what have you done? You've broken your leg or, and you'd have to explain. And yeah, I, I kind of thought that I needed to go away. And now I just think you accept it because it, it makes your life easier to live. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, right. now I now I'm very blase about whatever I'm using. And I'm a bit like, well, if someone has a problem with it or wants to stare, let them, you know, yeah. that's I, I need this. It helps me. I'm not going to be. Yeah. yeah worrying exactly about it. That. It is all about like making your life easier, isn't it? You know, if people are listening to this and uh, are struggling to accept, you know, changes to their life, whether it be a walking stick, mobility stick, wheelchair. You have to just bite the bullet and do it, don't you? You know, yeah. it's uh, and you will reap the benefits 100%. You will, you know. Whereas I, I used to think, oh, I can't really go out there. I, I know I can now, I know I can do it. And uh, yeah. people just need to be aware of it. Yeah, it's tough, but yeah, you still, I mean, you still worry about what people think. I, I do at some point, you know, certain situations where there are no people really, you still worry a little bit about it. but why should you be bothered by what strangers think? You really shouldn't. All my friends, family, everyone's accepting it. We have a, we have a laugh about it because I keep things like, oh, it, you know, I, I'd rather they laugh at me rather than be, oh, are you okay? I, I don't need all that. So, yeah. so yeah, just, just worry about yourself when accepting these changes. Don't worry about what people think. Yeah. I have to say, I was in Aldi last night and I take my little, I have a little mobility scooter that I do for going around the shops. My daughter was with me. And the cutest thing was one of these little, a little, there was a little boy there and he went, ah, and he pointed at my scooter and he went, she's got a car, she's got a car in the shop. And I thought, oh, you know what? If just everyone just kind of, and he loved it. He was kind of looking yeah. at it and going, ah, you know, so amazing when you get things like that isn't it yeah and i don't think people aren't as bothered as we think we've just put all this worry onto ourselves about it people i wouldn't be bothered by seeing a friend of mine if they were doing something that helped them i'd be proud of them you do always think people are staring at you don't you you always think they're just staring at me and they're not they're just going about their everyday life yeah i think it's just just because we are so relatively young look and think because you look fine you yeah. look like, why do they need that wheelchair? Why do they need that scooter? But uh, yeah, I think you're right. You do kind of bring it on yourself. But I'm just thinking about, I'm at that stage now where I am thinking about the future. Um, I'm thinking about an electric wheelchair that I might need. I'm struggling to walk from my house to my car with my walking frame. Um, I've got steps to get, step to get out the front door. So I need a ramp put in and need level access with the door, no, no step. I need a wet room. And I'm kind of at that stage where I'm, I've instructed an architect to draw up plans, waiting for builders. But that 
again, that's another stage of acceptance because I'm thinking about the future. Now I'm thinking I need a wheelchair accessible vehicle because I may well, if I want to go out and have my independence, I need to be able to drive my wheelchair into a car up a ramp, potentially to the driver's seat and drive from my wheelchair. And it's all these small stages. I'm thinking about the future, thinking I want to be able to continue to live my life. And the more you don't accept those things, the more you become almost housebound. Because mm -hmm. yes. you're yourself. So, so what does Ava think about the, you know, the adaptations you're making to the house? I bet she's fine, isn't she? Yeah, I think she can she can see that how much more I've been using my frame to sit on more than walk on, walk yeah. with. Um, she's having to help with the, because I've got a hoist in the back of my car with a, for my mobility scooter. And before the pandemic, I could kind of crawl alongside of my car or hug it, walk around the side. I, can, I could control it myself, get the scooter out. And I was still quite independent in that sense. Can't do that anymore. And you can see that. So. And it's, it's probably harder to see you struggle rather than yeah. the adaptations you make to your life, you know. She'll hate seeing you struggle. And, you know, you do something like, you know, wheelchair accessible door frames. She'll love it because she knows you can go around just doing your everyday life. And, you know, I'm, I want a funny story. I've got a, it's not funny. Um, but I've got a shower seat in my um, shower. It's wooden. <laughs> and the middle, it's got three bars. The middle bar, um, it's rotted. And it fell away oh. when I was in the shower. <laughs> so I, I need a wet, I do need a wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite urgently need one. My, luckily, my bottom didn't fall through it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but I do need to sort it. And, you know, with thinking... We've designed a wet room so it it doesn't look like a clinical wet room because she's 13. Yeah. She still has to use it as well. Yeah. So I don't want it to look, you want it to look nice, don't you? Absolutely. So I just think that anything I can do to make our lives easier, I'm kind of at a stage again where it's just going through what's going to help and what's going to help help us live well with yeah. us really isn't it yeah absolutely yeah just make the adaptations just bite the bullet just do it forget about your stubbornness forget about your pride forget about what strangers pe people think about you i mean like i say i've just got a scooter and i'm still not sure on it but you know at some point i just think you know what stuff it i'm going I'm, I'm, i'll go out on it i've been to the shop and back in on it you know it's absolutely fine so yeah don't hold back because these things are uh, here to make our lives a lot easier. Yeah. So where are you then, Jenny? So you're currently, do you where do you use a scooter? So I um, I do use a scooter. So around the house, I wall walk pretty much. Me too. Sometimes I use uh, I have everything basically. Name a name a mobility <laughs> aid, and I've got it. <laughs> I've got um, like a walker. I call it a walker. Roll yeah, it, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah. So I have that. I have one out that literally sits outside. If my dad pops around, he's like, oh, 
you've got to move that from outside and I'm like yeah but I have to have it outside so I can literally so we have like a little outhouse bit which is where our free our like chest freezer is yeah so I will go on my rollator to across to the thingy and then back so I can do that um so I use a rollator sometimes in the house or outside of the house in our in our garden and then when I'm out and about so on Mother's Day we went for a little bit of a walk walk and I went in my um my electric wheelchair because I knew we were going to be going somewhere like over some um like uh word finding problems oh no uh, roots roots of the trees and stuff yes. so it's quite a good one for, for doing that and then I use a mobility scooter as well but I have to say when it's I'm getting to the stage where it's a bit frustrating because my mobility scooter where I am in this little market town the, the shops and things they're not they're not accessible and certainly in my big hunky um, yeah. mobility scooter so I often will have my two crutches still maybe park my mobility scooter out, outside and then just walk around the little shop with my crutches but I don't feel safe doing that yeah. you know I don't feel safe um and I've had falls you know there was one time I met a friend in our local um cafe Nero and as I walked up I had my crutches and it's got like a slope going up and I fell and you know so I just don't feel safe so I'm at the stage where I am a bit more housebound as and it's not me keeping me no. housebound it's the outside yeah. and lack of accessibility that's keeping yeah. me housebound yeah so. honestly I think we've covered so many things today and it's been really great to chat to you and hear your kind of experiences and how you know you can accept and adapt and overcome things yeah it just it just can take time yeah if you want to kind of live carry on living your life with ms you kind of you do need to accept those things really absolutely yeah, yeah. I totally agree. agree thank you guys lovely to chat to you you too bye-bye thanks emma if you have any concerns about anything we've discussed on the pod today or you're newly diagnosed and just looking for support, then we suggest you head to shift.ms, the MS Society or the MS Trust. You can find all of them on the website. Or if you've got any questions for us, um, our email is littlemssunshinepodcast at mail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.